Hi, I'm Dave Bazuki, founder and CEO at Roblox. You're listening to Tech Talks, a podcast about the people and ideas that are shaping the future of the metaverse. In this series, we'll be exploring some of the most innovative technologies that have emerged in this new category and sharing stories with the Robloxians that are building them. Today, my guest is Christina Wooten, VP of Global Brand Partnerships at Roblox. It's been a very eventful couple of years as brands from across lots of different industries, fashion, beauty, music, entertainment, and sports have created some kind of presence on Roblox. We'll discuss how we think about our relationships with other brands, the impact of these experiences, what successful brand integrations look like, and of course, the technology that powers it. Let's get started. Christina, welcome. Thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Dave. It's good to be here. Okay, so this, for our audience, I our story goes way back. We met each other a long time ago when no one had ever heard of Roblox, and we were looking at different ways of monetizing on Roblox. And you were working at a, a parallel platform that was really innovative as well. Can you share a bit about Stardoll and what it was and how we came together? Yes. And I can't believe it was 10 years ago, Dave, when I met you. And I was at a company called Stardoll, where it was all around virtual fashion, having your avatar, dressing up, shopping virtually. And I remember when I met you and, and learned more about Roblox. And at the time, I didn't really see the vision quite yet. I understood that it was this platform that had user-generated content, people were building the experiences. And then I look back and I, if I had only known <laughs> what this was going to end up being, uh, I'm so happy that I've been along this journey with you. One way to think about it is Stardall might've been the ultimate warm-up workout for you, right? Because the technology was not really there. This was more 2D fashion rather than 3D. But there was a huge element of UGC in that people were putting together looks with combinations of fashion. It's really amazing to see where we are 10 years later yeah. and how that might have been a warm up for some of the things you're doing right now. Oh, definitely. It's where some of my love for digital fashion started. So you had your avatar, you went shopping and you discovered looks. The only thing was that it was not so much with your friends. You know, the, the experience was yeah. very solo. And so I think about now and how far you can take that where you're trying on fashion, you're co-creating together, but you're doing it with friends and it's a very social experience. But yeah, I mean, it goes back even, you know, back at my days at Stardall where I just loved the idea of creating fashion. I love the idea of trying on your different outfits and putting together different looks. And so a lot of that passion came from a decade ago. And then as we started you know, on Roblox, just seeing more UGC creators, digital fashion designers creating on the platform, and then now brands, fashion brands coming on and just taking it so much further. That's really where I see this being such a, an opportunity for the fashion space. Yeah, as you said that, it, it made me realize that what a lot of people were doing on Stardoll in 2D, which is layering 2D things, almost like a cutout doll. And I, I believe it used to be called Paper Doll Heaven before Stardoll. We never really thought about building our 3D clothing system where one thing can be put on top of another is really the 3D version of what people were doing there. Yeah. And I think about you know how we did put together looks. You had different celebrities and different people come onto the platform and you could style them. 
And then with our layered clothing technology that we have on our platform, where you do create one item and it fits on any avatar body type, I think that this is just a game changer for us, for the fashion industry, because now in the physical world, you have to have one size. If you see something coming off the runway, you wish you could wear it, but maybe it's not available in the physical world, or maybe it doesn't come in your size. Layered clothing changes that. It's technology that allows you to be who you want to be. So there's a long history of brand partnerships at Roblox. And you may not know, I don't know if I ever told you that before we even joined forces, we had tried some attempts at doing brand partnerships and it was a complete fail. So that's a whole other story. The good news is because of that fail, we really moved into our virtual economy and our Robux economy and all of that. And that's created this wonderful foundation now that we can explore our brand partnerships as a complement to. But for our audience, could you share a bit about nine years ago, what a brand partnership might have been and what it's evolved to today where, you know, where we've made progress on that? Yes. So we were back then. I don't want to say pre-roll, but we had pre-roll and we had takeovers and our platform was definitely seen as a place to reach an audience and a place to integrate into games. And I think that that's, what's really evolved is it's so much more now, you know, the way brands see the platform is such a bigger opportunity where they can create a community. It's not just about reaching an audience, but building that community, creating together, getting real-time feedback and really taking their brand even further than they can in the physical space. So yeah, 10 years ago when we had advertising, it was very much around pre-roll, short-term promotions to maybe promote a movie or promote a product. So it was very like four-week flights, four-week campaigns. And then it was just, you know, they would come back every time they wanted to promote something new. But now it's, how do I create this persistent space where I have a home on Roblox and activating all year long and really creating with the community together? So I think it's okay to say pre-roll. I'm really proud that was an advertising format we had at one time that we don't have anymore. And because we so valued user experience and the ability to quickly get into an experience in a native immersive way, we pulled that out. I also want to highlight one thing that I'm, I believe we're all pretty proud of. We've been extremely conservative and limited in the brands we work with. I actually think we've passed up on a lot of revenue because we had such stringent value standards. Can you just highlight how, you know, I think we were doing that nine years ago and we continue to do that today? Yes. I would say, you know, thinking back then about having a vision of bringing the best content to the platform, whether that's through advertising or whether that's through UGC content that's on the platform, it's always about bringing the best and bringing the content that people want to engage with. And so even back then, it was about working with the best brands. But how does this benefit you know, the experience on the platform? And we were very selective. You know, Even when we were a lot smaller and going out to brands and talking about that and saying, well, I don't know if that's the best fit for the platform when they may have not even heard of Roblox yet. It was an that's interesting right. conversation. <laughs> In those days, I, I feel it's consistent with where we were today. We were looking for family entertainment brands that we could imagine a whole family getting excited about or a sporting brand that everyone would get excited about or you know those types of brands. I felt very proud about the brands we've historically brought on the platform. 
Me too. I feel like people really respect that, that you're building a platform that you want to be the best. And our platform is really built around that organic love for the engagement and people come onto the platform and tell their friends. So as long as you're bringing the best content, the best brands to the platform, that's going to continue to happen as well. So let's get into some details about what a brand partnership how they get started and what it means. And I don't know if we want to name brands or not. I'll let you decide. But say I'm a famous producer of shoes, for example, and our audience loves those shoes and they want to interact with those shoes. Can you dive in a bit on how we might get started and what it means? Yeah. So years ago, we really decided to go out and survey the community, ask them, who are your favorite brands? Who do you want to engage with? And we had a short list. So we went out to brands like Nike and started having conversations about what the platform is, what the opportunity is, and how they can further engage with their audiences and consumers. And so a lot of times you reach out, you start hearing about their values, their objectives, how do they want to go beyond what they're doing on any other platform. And it takes a while. Sometimes it took a year or two years to have really this a moment of, yes, this is what we want to do. And this is how we want to create with the community. And then we start introducing them to the community because what we always say is we've had these developers and digital fashion designers on the platform for over a decade. And they know what really resonates well. They know how to build. They know best practices. And so connecting them with the biggest brands and the most brilliant minds on both sides, that's when you really start to see these great ideas, authentic ways to enter the platform. And as we see this happening more and more, this connection between brands and our community directly, we really imagine this being self-service where we're going to enable tools for them to connect directly with one another and work together and partner together. You know, historically, people have interacted with things they love and brands, whether it's music entertainment, by reading about it in paper or magazine, and then over time, watching it on TV or maybe in a movie segment. And now we're getting into something very different where the things we dream about, whether it's carrying that purse or wearing that item or driving that car or wearing those shoes, rather than just seeing it, you and I can both do it. And in our in a virtual environment, we can participate with the brands. Our friends can see us. It just seems so different. Can you share a bit how brands feel about that? And is that part of the energy and excitement about this? Oh, definitely. When we speak to brands now, the excitement levels I've never seen before, because it's something where you can bring your imagination to life. Whatever you want to do with your brand, however you want to tell that story, However you want people to engage with your brand, you can now do that and and create those feelings. I think that that's what's so important is when you're in Vans World or you're in Gucci Town, it's, it's that experience of not only understanding the brand, but really creating together and also having a voice. I think that these days, audiences want to feel like their brands are loyal to them. They're listening to them. They can create together before products are even produced in the physical world. So a lot of this is enabling brands to go beyond their imagination really connect with these audiences in a way they've never done before. They have really never been excited as they are right now. That's really cool. I want to talk a little about authenticity here. And I think there's an authenticity around brands and products that rather than being tricked or cajoled into that, th- these are things we really love. And 
we authentically would like to experience both digitally and physically. Can you share a bit about that? I think it's about understanding who you're trying to reach, not, not getting in front of them, but really understanding how do they want to engage with your brand. So I'm going to take Vans World, for instance. When they were thinking about coming onto Roblox, they would love to have community creation. They want it to be fun and really align with their values. And then you connect them with a community who says, okay, this is how the community is going to resonate well with your brand. Here's what they want. They want to have fun. They don't want it to just be about selling them products. I mean, that's definitely not an authentic experience on the platform. But if it is part of their benefiting their experience, they could try things on virtually. They could design their own shoes. They can really influence what's happening in the experience. Then that's when they feel like it's something they enjoy and it's authentic to them. So we have these conversations with brands as we first start speaking with them and, and help them understand how to think about the platform and really work together with the community that's been here for so long. That's awesome. So as we get into that continuation of Stardall and we start talking about digital fashion, let's talk a bit about the technology that's involved. Can you share a bit about what the unlock was with our clothing system in the last year or so that's made so much more possible? The layered clothing for the fashion industry and for Roblox creation is something that took it to a whole new level. When you speak to especially luxury fashion brands, Years and years ago, it was like they wanted a direct replication of what they were creating in the physical world. And then now with layered clothing, it can, it can fit on any body type, but you can take it even further. So if a creative director at a fashion house has a vision for what they want to create, this layered clothing allows them to not only create that, but then go even beyond. So they can have fire coming out of a, a couture dress or diamonds falling back from it. Or, and we can see the way that the fabrics shine when you move. So it does feel a little more realistic. You've seen this with the examples like when Carly Kloss came off the runway at New York Fashion Week, Carolina Herrera's runway, immediately you can get that dress on Roblox when it's not even available in the physical world. And then it went limited. And so only if you were able to get it during those four hours, did you have it unless you got it on the secondhand market. All of these things in combination, layered clothing with limited items is really taking the fashion industry even further. And then it's also what Roblox is doing is helping to democratize fashion. So we have these digital fashion designers who have been creating amazing, beautiful designs. And now they're partnering with the biggest fashion houses. This is something that I am so excited to see. It was once a hobby for them. And now it's a career where they're working with the biggest fashion houses in the world. It's actually pretty exciting, as you mentioned that, because one can imagine some creative areas like music, there's more and more digital ways to get discovered. But the fashion world seems inherently historically physical. And it's an amazing thing to imagine digital discovery of amazing fashion talent in conjunction with physical discovery. Like someday there may be a famous fashion designer who initially made their entry digitally. I think that's going to happen. And I think it's starting to happen now where they're not only getting discovered, but they're going to start creating their own exclusive digital fashion lines that will influence the physical world. So I think we're so used to things spilling into the metaverse from the physical world. We're going to be seeing trends coming out of the metaverse. We're going to be seeing fashion houses watching what trends are coming out on our platform. And then that's going to influence what you see on the runway later. 
So when I watch the runway shows, there's a fair amount of diversity in the fashion and there's a lot of outside the box ideas. When I look at what people are doing and wearing inside Roblox, it looks even more diverse. I, I see a wider range of things, mostly because it's digital, because we're there with our friends. Uh, sometimes people are wearing things they wouldn't wear in the real world. <laughs> Do you think digital fashion might push more the limits of what we're used to in the real world, maybe more out of the box ideas in a way? I think so, because in the digital space, it is an extension of you, your digital avatar, and that you're so passionate about how your digital avatar looks, but you're also more willing to experiment. So I'll take myself personally, when I watch the runway, when I watch New York Fashion Week, I would love, love, love to wear that fashion. Sometimes I can't wear it every day because it might not be you know, appropriate for where I'm going. But in the digital space, you can be whoever you want to be. You can experiment. People are definitely more willing to test things out. And, and maybe it's something they're not comfortable with every day in the physical world. The digital space, they don't even think twice. They will put that on and they will rock it. So I think that, yes, I think there's so many opportunities for digital fashion. Also with sustainability and you know the supply chain. And there's so many ways that you can try out things in the digital space. You can definitely create items without ever having to use actual fabrics in the physical world. So there's a lot of opportunity for the fashion industry. It's fun to imagine when we come to Roblox headquarters in 10 years and we go into the cafeteria, it's fun to imagine a much more wide range of what people are wearing, uh, where today we'd go, what's going on? But in 10 years, we'd just go, no, this is... Yeah, we're starting to see the diversity of fashion in the physical world that we see in the digital world. That could definitely happen. I think that people experiment a little bit in the digital space. They start to feel a little more comfortable with it, and then it will influence what they're doing in the physical world. I can imagine that for sure. I have a question for you, Dave. Working together for so long and, and seeing where fashion has come onto the platform, did you ever imagine fashion becoming such an important part of Roblox? So this goes to technical innovation, really, and it goes to inventing and doing really difficult things. The clothing system we've created, and we have a lot more of these types of inventions in the works, really came from a very single-minded focus that individual people wanted to more express themselves. And we knew that our community would create more items for individuals to express themselves the whole fashion explosion is really a fortunate byproduct of doing innovation. And we do the innovation, we allow people to put their outfits together and express themselves. It's almost as if we were saying, we need people to be able to cut out their paper doll with a scissor and layer a few layers to express themselves. We didn't think that once people do that, a whole industry would sit on top of it. So it's, I think it's a byproduct of trying to do innovation and create combinatorial excellence. Yeah, no, it's really amazing to see. And I can't wait to see where it goes from here. And what I love about Roblox is really, you can shape the future. You can shape how you want to experience things. And if you don't see it, you can create it. And so okay. I love just the technology and the innovation and the vision of the platform, because it will allow us to see some really amazing things being created and, and allow people to experience things they, they'll never have the opportunity to in the physical world. Yeah. So, hey, we're going to jump into some other technology. Before we do that, I want to share a little public service announcement about our decision to only do, you know, essentially direct sponsored advertising for 13 and up players 
and to really only allow brands to boost exposure to 13 and up players. That makes me feel really good. I think it's been consistent with our values. Any comment on that, Christina? I'm very proud of this because something I'm so passionate about with Roblox and I have three little boys and I think about our focus on safety and civility and always making sure that this is the most positive environment for everybody. And it's something that I'm so proud of because I know internally we're so genuinely focused on this and it's very important to us. And so just making sure that it's a safe environment, it's it's very civil. There's someone behind that avatar, someone behind that screen. And we really, yeah. this is so important to us. It's something I'm proud of and I think that it's the right decision. Yeah, and I think it's made possible because we have such a, a strong foundational virtual economy that it gives us the ability to do brands, I believe, in the right way and a, a way that actually makes the platform more engaging. In addition to digital fashion and experiencing brands, there's been this dream forever, 10 or 15 years, where just as we have ad servers in the web space and you can have an ad unit and then through an ad server that can be broadcast to different places. We've been thinking and talking about the three-dimensional version of that, where there are both surfaces like a billboard or an image or a poster. There are teleports where you actually can go somewhere. And there's even dynamic 3D elements like pop-ups where in the town square today, for example, you can try on sunglasses and tomorrow you can try on watches. Can you share a bit about what some of this tech is and how long have you heard people talking about it and you know why it's so exciting for us to be doing it right now? Yeah. I mean, when we think about the brands and the talent that come onto the platform and they create these experiences to engage with their communities and they really want ways to have discoverability. They want people to be able to get into their worlds. And so I haven't actually heard about these immersive types of products or ads besides with Roblox, but I think about portals. When you come onto Roblox, sometimes you look to see where your friends are and you portal to them. The idea of portaling from one experience to the other to do things together is absolutely amazing. And I think that brands, as they create their experiences and people just like in the physical world, have their favorite brands or have their favorite celebrities and athletes as they see their world, and then they can just walk right into it and engage with that brand or that talent is something that I'm really excited about because it's not something that's just in your face that you read or you watch or you click on even. It's something that it's an immersive experience where you decide you want to go in and engage. We're at the forefront of really building out this idea of immersive ads and what it's going to be in the future. No longer is it going to be banners or pre-roll. That's going to be exciting. It's going to be these ad units. So portals are exciting. They're like teleports. So if we're, if we're walking around and we want to jump into Nike's world for a couple of minutes and jump back, we'll see the portal and we'll jump in. And in the advertising world, those are pretty easy to measure. We went in there. How long did we stay? Brand advertising is a little more harder to measure because we might not necessarily click somewhere or jump somewhere. And at the same time, we're going to have brand units as well. And, and I'm really excited. So if one of my favorite movies is releasing, I might see the movie poster in a lot of places on Roblox for a day. One of the technologies we're innovating is the ability to, in 3D, have a rough idea of how much those brands have been seen. 
Can you share a little about that and we can riff on it? Because it's actually pretty interesting what we're working on. Yeah, I think that's important because the way you measure success on Roblox is going to be like no other measurement before. I think that really understanding the value of that engagement, that co-creation, that real-time feedback, understanding the value of your consumer and what, you know, that two-way conversation is something that hasn't really been measured in a great way before. So we're going to be working closely with internal teams and our partners understanding how do you really measure success? I mean, we hear all the time that our partners, brands that come onto the platform have never seen the engagement numbers. They've never seen the influence that this is having even in the physical world or on their other social channels. So a lot of things are we're digging into. It's very powerful, this platform, and we're going to continue to understand how to measure it. Yeah, I'm excited. And I know that we're going to be able to measure time, visibility, how much my avatar sees part of this billboard. So we're in the creation of almost a new ad unit and a new way to measure Mm -hmm. it. It's going to be really, really exciting. So beyond clothing, as we look into entertainment brands using Roblox and to break into the metaverse, Can you share a bit about the entertainment industry and what kind of things we're seeing there? Yeah, I think that this is really disrupting every industry right now because it's a lot about storytelling. It's a lot about building community before products or movies or shows are even available in the physical world. Right now, what we're seeing is we're having some experiences who build an environment. It's immersive. People can come in and be with their friends and have fun. And then that's where the first show is premiered. And then it could be, maybe it's also getting feedback from that community as the scripts are being written and building out environments in this space. I think co-creating together and storytelling together with your audiences is really the exciting part of this and where entertainment is going and getting feedback ahead of time. And But we're seeing this happening right now where a lot of different you know, studios or streaming services or brands are coming on and they want to build this community and and have this engagement on Roblox first. I know a lot of times people say, oh, you know, what I do is I go into Roblox and have this immersive experience, but I also, you know, FaceTime with my friends. And we're really bringing this all together on the platform where you can experience entertainment, you're with your friends, you're co-creating together and storytelling together. So I'm really excited to see where this is going with entertainment. Yeah, I think there's an opportunity in the music world, up and coming new musicians, Discovery is such a difficult problem and the artists are all looking for new ways to be discovered. I think once again, the diversity of the Roblox community makes it possible for a lot of interesting discovery. I'm looking forward personally to more and more of a time when music is deeply embedded in many Roblox experiences. And we're finding a lot of up and coming artists really through that kind of branded experience. Yeah. I mean, just like our platform, we have millions of experiences now, but in the early days when there weren't as many and how you experience and discover different uh, experiences on the platform, how you discover fashion, how you discover each other, your friends, you're going to be discovering new artists. And it's going to be, I think, a game changer again for the music industry as well, where it's a new platform to discover music. It's a new way to engage with your favorite artists. It goes beyond just the music. How do you engage and learn more and have access to your favorite artists and and really create these fandoms? I think on Roblox, you know, there's so many experiences where there's fans that are sharing with each other. So if you have these communities of, you know, fans of their favorite artists, they're going to be sharing with one another, creating together and just having fun in, in this virtual space. 
Okay, I was thinking we could do something really fun, Christina, because you're out there in the market. You're talking to these brands all day long. All the brands we can think of, I, I believe you probably have relationships with them. And so you get to hear what they see on our platform now, as well as maybe what they would like to see. And then I'm Dave, I get to be the CEO and I'm really in touch with product and engineering. But at the same time, I can't give out any dates on anything we were going to ship or anything like that. But I do think it would be fun for us to do a little, Dave, we need this. And then I can riff on a little bit. Are we going to ever do that? In generally, where's the priority? So what do we need or what does the what do platforms like Roblox need? What are brands asking for? What do we have to think about building for the future? Any that pop to the top of your head? Oh, this is fun. Okay. Yes. So the first thing that comes to mind is real world commerce, because I think every single brand almost that comes to us, they would love to be able to have their audiences creating together in the virtual space and then clicking, and then it gets shipped to their house in the physical world. So there's two ways to imagine real world commerce. One is what you said, creating together, where you could imagine in a project runway simulation, we've together made a new article of clothing, and there's some online place that would actually manufacture that. The other is more maybe modification. A shoe vendor, for example, has a lot of ways to customize color details that's in the middle and they could manufacture it. And then the other is every item you see, you could actually imagine there's a way to purchase that. Is there one of those that's your favorite or all three? I would say all three. I think um, any way that you can do this will be taking it to a whole nother level because in the virtual space, once you start to experiment and touch and almost feel it, but you're not physically touching it, but you start to feel what, what it is and dress your avatar up, you have more of an affinity for that item, for that brand. And then you start to want it in the physical world as well. I do love the idea of co-creating though, where you can create together with your friends and come up with a design and then see it and come to life. Well, I can I for sure know this is going to happen. I'm just not going to say when it's going to happen, whether it's in one year or 50 years. But I do believe there will be a world where we go to a 3D immersive concert. I have a hard time figuring out what to wear and how to look cool. And way across the venue, we point out, oh my gosh, that is the most amazing outfit I've ever seen. And with one click, say buy that in my size, every element of that outfit and ship it to my house tomorrow. I think something like that's for sure going to happen. Oh, that would be amazing. No, I think it's, you want to create together. You want feedback. You want to get that feedback from your friends together. And then if you could see that come to life in the physical world, that would be a dream. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I do think real world commerce will hit all three of those items, just in time manufacturing, configuration or purchasing. And, and I do think long term, there will always be 2D real world commerce solutions. But the ability to impulse buy in 3D or to like something, it's so much harder in the physical world to walk around and see something and buy that. Whereas in a digital world, it really can be one click. Yeah. And another thing I was thinking about is with our technology with facial animation and dynamic heads and where that can really bring, especially the entertainment industry, 
how do we create the tools and technology for people to start creating their own, say it's like a mini series or, you know, some type of entertainment on the platform, because I feel like our audience is so brilliant and the, the minds around the world of how they can put together stories and scripts and things like that, and then have it come to life, but show the emotions of the characters through facial animation and dynamic heads. That would be amazing as well. Yeah, I think this is a huge one. It's it's so much bigger even than Roblox. And as 3D avatar communication and simulation starts to approximate real life and starts to be the same as real life, we've already seen digital avatars show up, I think, first in Fast and Furious or other places. And more and more, that's going to be possible. So I think a huge amount of episodic content is going to be created with digital real-time tools and ultimately we won't be able to tell it from reality so for sure that's going to happen yeah no i think everybody's going to be really excited when they can well i mean they can start this now you know they can start building the communities start building the storylines costume design all that can happen right now so with the technology evolving i think that we're going to see some amazing creations in the next few years Check. I concur with that one as well. I think we're riffing on some of the things you've said. I think we're very early on the simulation of many of the aspects of our self that we ultimately think about our hair, beauty products, personal grooming products. Like it's still very early for all of those to really authentically be part of our avatars as well. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, long time ago, <laughs> Brands were thinking about how do I engage my audience? And then first, you know, when the web came out, it was about how do we create a website? It was really just something where people could come on and they could read things and learn more about the brand. And then with social media, it took it a step further where I can now I can engage with my audiences in a little deeper of a way. But then now on Roblox, what they can do is actually take it to the next step and it's a new revolution. I mean, brands are realizing that this is where they need to be engaging with this audience in a whole nother way that they've never been able to before. It's interesting to think about a future where the future is people creating their immersive 3D presence first, and then supplementing that with social media and web presence rather than the other direction. Yeah. And we're hearing more and more from brands that they're building teams internally to work on this. You know, For a while, it was about the most innovative teams or the, the teams that could have the bandwidth to be working on this. But no, now it's actually... The biggest brands are building teams internally. They're working on their strategy because they understand this is important. And if they don't engage with these audience now, they won't be relevant to them in the future. So maybe it's fair to say, and I think you said it so well, that in the future, and maybe it's not Roblox, maybe it's whatever this category becomes, I think all brands will start to be there. Is that how you're thinking about it? I 100% believe that. I believe that every brand will be on Roblox. They'll be in this space because the creation that we're seeing, the feedback from brands, what is happening with this co-creation with their audiences, it's taking it to the next level. And I think all brands are understanding the power of the platform. Okay. Well, Christina, it's been so fun to chat with you. It was fun to reminisce about those early days and see how far things have happened really in 10 years. And if, if we imagine the jump where we are from now to 10 years in the future being as large as the one we've seen over the last 10 years, it's going to be a really exciting world. Yeah, no, Dave, this has been an honor to be on this journey. And I think it very much feels like we're just getting started. So I'm excited for the next 10 years. Well, thanks for joining us today, Christina. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. 
And that's all for another episode of Tech Talks. Thanks for listening. And if you'd like to find out more about careers at Roblox, check out careers.roblox.com. I'm your host, Dave Bazuki. See you again next time.